Welcome to the Clear Tai Chi Mastermind Meeting for Friday, June 24th, 2022. With you today is me, Richard Clear, your resident host, and Matt Holker, the regional organizer for Maryville, Tennessee, outside of Knoxville. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Daniel Hill, the regional organizer for Phoenix, Arizona. That's right. Teaching here in the West Valley as uh, Phoenix Internal Arts. Welcome. Ty Talbert, and you're going to have to tell him San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio, Texas. Hi, y'all. Warrior Tai Chi. Art Don in the Washington, D.C. area. Hi, I'm in Greenbelt, Maryland. That is 12 miles east of Washington, D.C. Welcome. Mark Lashad in Michigan, and he's going to tell you what parks. Hi, it's the Midwest Michigan area covering Grand Rapids and Lansing. Welcome. Philip Chan in Columbus, Georgia. Hello, all. Welcome. Harry Legg in Verona, New Jersey, outside of New York City. Hello, hello. Uh, school is New Jersey Tai Chi. Uh, yes, in Verona and uh, also in Fairlawn with our other instructor, Paul Shansky. Thank you. Welcome. Sheila Bell in Costa Rica. Yes, hey everybody. It's uh, Balance Ideal Tai Chi, and we have classes in Plaza del Coco and Liberia, and possibly in Las Catalinas when Jim gets here. So we're looking forward to that. Okay. Jim Kelly in Boca Raton, Florida. That's it. Uh, the waiting room for the gates of heaven. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Well, is it really that in the middle of the summer? <laughs> no, it's, no it's about this time of the year, it's more like hell, but, <laughs> but in February, it, get, right, it gets hot. Yeah. yeah, there you go. All right. Um, so a quick word from our sponsor. Um, each year we have the, on the 1st of June, we have our Clear Tai Chi family gathering. And um, with that, most of the folks that you're seeing here come and teach. And... We have some guest instructors usually, and those are uh, one of the ones this last year was a push hands champion, uh, like 40 different gold medals that he's won over the years. Um, and then we had uh, Chad Bailey, who was a, he was an senior acupuncturist and has a lot of great health information and did a really nice workshop on that. And then has, he has other martial skills as well and brought some of that out too um and other such things um including people from different styles of tai chi like chen style um and all of that so uh if you want to know more about what that's about and you're seeing this go to tai chi gathering.com that's tai chi gathering.com and it's a great time um amazing weekend and and um you'll want to avail yourself of it yeah, that was it was a it was a huge blast. This was our first year doing it at the Hilton here. Um, the last time we did it. The, the last time we did it in 2022, and it was it was really great. And we're wanting to do that again with them next year, um, and uh, and have an even bigger, better event. Cool. All right. Um, so our our topic today is. Um, it's an interview, and we're interviewing all, all the folks that are regional organizers for Clear Tai Chi, and this is for Daniel Hill. Daniel was one of the teachers who was there at the gathering. He taught a great workshop on um, wave power, 
um, and uh, and he has already uh, done some discussion on the podcast on that subject as well. But um, but we're going to take a moment to pick his brain and get to know him a little bit better today. Have your questions ready, and a little bit of roasting here and there sometimes in all these on all the different interviews you which you may see. All right, so. Tell us your name and your school name and any other things that pertain to that directly. All right. My name is Daniel. In case any of you didn't know that yet, uh, my, school name is Fe- <laughs> my school name is Phoenix Internal Arts. Uh, I chose the name Internal Arts just because it's not just Tai Chi that I want to do and teach. I want to you know, do the Fogong side of it. Uh, a lot of people just associate Tai Chi with just the physical movements. I want to do the mind-body-spirit stuff as well. And just for fun, some Xing Yi and internal Salat. Just get to punching people a little bit. Cool. The, uh, tell us your school situation, including satellite classes, et cetera, city and state locations, um, any of that. All right. Uh, Right now I'm mostly teaching just privately. Uh, I have different places across the whole West Valley. Uh, Phoenix is kind of split between East and West. And then the West side I've taught in most of the sub cities already to different students. And I'm hoping to get regular classes going in several of these locations. Do you have a website that they can then access to see where you're at and how to contact you and those kinds of things? I do. PhoenixInternalArts.com. PhoenixInternalArts.com. Okay. Um, and you've got about how many consistent students right now? Um, for my private students, I've got about four, and then I've got a handful in a group class as well. Okay. And so you do have a small group class going. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And those are, if they're trying to make those arrangements with you, is there times of day that are like better or what's the situation there? Uh, All my group class people are retired and they like uh, early afternoon or late morning time. Uh, As far as private students go, I go with uh, whatever the student schedule is, whether it's on the weekends or sometimes on the evenings, whatever works for them. Okay. Yeah, I'm going for the two of them. Yeah. All right. Um, how many years have you been studying Tai Chi? All right. Well, I first started learning Tai Chi about 17 years ago, although I wouldn't say I've studied it consistently uh, since then because I didn't have a very high opinion of Tai Chi because I didn't know what Tai Chi was. I was just more so focused on the Qigong aspect of it. Um, feeling the energy whenever I can and exploring that. Uh, when I found you, uh, I guess I've been doing Tai Chi specifically with you for about three years, although I've been studying your internal stuff for about five and a half years. Okay. When you first, um, hold on, before I go on from that. Has it only been about. three years in the Tai Chi for you with, with us? Uh, with- 2019, when I was on Wudong Mountain and I said, screw this crap and went to your Push Hands Level 2 workshop, that's when I started actually doing your Tai Chi curriculum online. Yeah, wow. Okay. You had Push Hands Level 1 before that. How how long before I did. 
Uh, I did push hands level one two years before that, but since I was living in China, yeah, 2017 is when I first met you and did the push hands level one because I was like, I want to see if this guy can really do it. He advertises for this workshop, uh, and uh, that's uh, what got me kind of hooked. But I couldn't practice a lot of push hands in China because nobody would play with me. <laughs> so you went to so you had had that, and two years after you had that level one, and we'd seen you for another workshop or two in between, correct? Yep, I took the internal power workshop and I bought literally every online program you had. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then they had a, was it a 30, how long was the Wudong program supposed to be? 30 days? Uh, about six weeks. Six weeks. So you, uh, we had a level two push hands that came up that was during that time. You'd already made your arrangements to go to the Wudong um, six week program in Wudong, China with the masters that are there. Yeah. Um, yeah. as it stands today um and you went to that program um and so you couldn't come to the push hands level two you couldn't be in two places at the same time and so then how many days were you there and kind of what happened so at some point you went like you just said you went okay enough of that nonsense and you, you literally flew from china to us and took and got here in time for the start of the level two and then took that but what what were the circumstances that what happened all right uh so this was a very specific uh almost like uh application and invite only kind of program it was in the wudong mountain range but maybe about a 30 or 40 minute drive outside of the wudong temple area it was another was monastery the mountain there um there it, it was outside there? it was yeah it was on one of the outlying mountains another sect called uh the pure yang sect you know they have uh the san feng sect or the mysterious warrior sect shuan wu uh there's you know uh close to a dozen different ones some that only focus on qigong some that focus on the fighting side and this is one uh I guess there was a single transmission, like one master to one disciple for 21 or 22 generations. And now this current teacher wanted to start teaching others. And uh, so I went there and I saw what he advertised we would be doing and what we would be learning. And I kind of had high expectations because of your workshops, because you actually did what you said you'd do for advertising. And such, hey, you will feel the energy, you will feel the other person's ting, you will root X number of feet down into the ground. This will happen, this will happen. And it did. And I go there and uh, the guy and his, uh, I guess some of his more senior students were, I don't know about the guy himself, he seemed to have a lot of skill, but his senior students did not. And um, and the way the teaching was done there was very dismal, for lack of a better word. And uh, I was like, really? I gave up seeing Sifu Clear for this. <laughs> so I, after about close to 10 days there, knowing that I didn't learn anything at all, I walked down the mountain. And as soon as I got cell phone reception, I sent an email to Matt asking, hey, can I still come to the workshop? Uh, and he's like, yeah, of course. So while I was still at the base of the mountain waiting for a bus to come get me, I bought my plane ticket and went to your workshop, 
which was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I, I did not, I, I didn't, for some reason, I thought it was a lot longer ago than 2019, but uh, because you've been so like diligent and with us ever since, you know, um, just feels like it's because it, it was before COVID started and then COVID yeah. made the last two of it seem like the last 10. That slow hurry to get nowhere. Well, I bought your Shingy program and then your Iron Body, Iron Palm, Demok Shingy program, and then your advanced Kuntao Shingy program, and then your Yichuan program. And I was like, yeah, this just keeps keeps going and going and going. Then Bagua, yeah, and then like the ghost fighting. A bit too. <laughs> you're like, so you're liking the Shingy a little bit too, is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that program was awesome. It was uh, what allowed me to do my Tongbei really well while I was in China. Why that teacher was like, oh, you're getting this really well. You know, you're such a gifted student. Yeah, it's because I'm doing clear Xing Yi. That's all. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So what all martial arts have you actually studied? Um, so we know it's Tai Chi Chuan at this point. Um, we know it's Xing Yi. Some Bagua. All right. Some Dongbei. What else would you say you've got some decent time into? Some decent time. All right. My my first art was uh, they called it a kung fu school, but it was mostly uh, American Kempo. Uh, but I guess because of the background and lineage of some of the higher level teachers in that organization, there was a lot more Shaolin stuff and they taught what they said was Chen Tai Chi, which is like part of why I wasn't a huge fan of Tai Chi at that time. Like, hey, I like the Qigong stuff. Um, but so I did that. And then when I left there, I was just kind of dabbling in other other things, whether it be MMA, uh, Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu, and Taekwondo, didn't really stick to a whole lot of that, and began to travel to do other types of Kung Fu if I could find it. Eventually, I found Salat and Uncle Bill, and I wanted to focus on that more than anything, so I was looking for the Kun Tao, uh, and I had met uh, Arthur Sykes, uh, just before he died, and I wanted to do his Kun Tao stuff as well. So I did a little of that, of that, but the teachers here in Arizona for that were not very open in their teaching. But I did that for about a year or a year and a half, and one of them taught Tibetan Tai Chi as well. Uh, so I was following that with him. And then... Uh, there's a couple of years there that I wasn't really studying anything except uh, DVD programs from pretty much all of the uh, all of Uncle Bill's students that I could find. And that's eventually how I found you and your DVD programs as well. <coughs> um, you have other credentials. Um, I know one of them is the, the English teacher for non-English speakers. Is that right? Yep, I did that for three years while I was abroad. Um, I also uh, 
have a somewhat incomplete university education that was on psychology and philosophy, uh, just a few credits shy of, uh, of a bachelor's degree, but I was getting into anthropology as well at that time uh, because I was studying abroad and was still taking online classes while I was in China. Yeah, did you, did you complete an associate's or a bachelor's there? Uh, I have an associate's, not a bachelor's. Associate's in? And I was doing that still uh, schools here in Arizona while I was in China. Okay. So it wasn't a Chinese education. Yeah, <laughs> what's the, what's the <laughs> you got a Chinese education too, just different than, than you would have uh, Yeah, no, <laughs> that was not fun. So, uh, so what is the associates in? Hmm. What What is your associates in? Is it was it a philosophy, psychology thing or psychology? Psychology. Okay. The uh, and I know you did the career there for for that period of time as an English teacher. Are there any other careers that you had, or is it pretty much is it Tai Chi full time or? Um. Pretty much Tai Chi full-time. Tai Chi and martial arts. Yeah. Yep. As much as I can. Yep. Yep. Well, with the martial arts, you should be in, in all that. Classes should be filling up soon with the comedy doing what it's doing. Typically, the com rate goes up and people start looking for self-defense. So. <laughs> Unfortunate, but true. Yeah. Really like to get some kids' classes uh, started up when I have a better location. I developed a curriculum for that, which is a mix of a lot of different things I've done, including the clear defense program and uh, adding a little some of the slot principles in there. Yeah, Our kids can use the jumping and uh, oh, I'd have to find my notes on it. Uh, yeah, you're saying the stuff that's the Kung Tao stuff that, that we've got. Yeah. Well, yep. Yeah, awesome. Using your voice as a deterrent, how to utilize that, how kids can use making themselves heavy when they need to be and light when they need to be. So you began, you were, you began actually teaching at the age of 15 as an assistant instructor? That is correct. So I was, uh, the first school I, I started at was only open for about six months before I joined. And I'd only been there for about six months when the teacher invited me to start showing up for the kids classes and I started teaching the children's classes and then by the time I was 16 teaching the adult classes and most of the private classes as well because that instructor uh, was kind of just looking for someone to teach for him so he wouldn't have to show up at the school so to me that was like hey that's good training and practice for me so I was there teaching the majority of all classes for about two and a half years Wow. wow. All right. Okay. Learned how to run a school too. So that's all good stuff. Yeah. I oh, know it was great. It's how I learned that uh, I love to teach. Yeah. Yep. And so, yeah, absolutely. The, uh, <laughs> do you have any notable teaching accomplishments in terms of who you've taught or where you've taught? And I've got here some about where you taught. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> I've taught uh, principles of clear Tai Chi in four countries so far. Which are? 
China, Italy, Latvia, and USA. Yeah. Um, is Latvia where Dr. Doom is from? No. I'm sorry. Say that again. <laughs> he said, is, is Latvia where Dr. Doom is from? Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's one of the countries. Latvia uh, where Dr. Doom is supposed to be from. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun there doing push hands with people in that country that did uh that do tai chi and uh electron from samchin mm -hmm. i was uh, they were they had some internal stuff but uh not a wide variety of it so we were doing us showing several of them their push hands your push hands uh oh, where is to help train is the concepts there where is it is it next door to italy or is it is it it is uh, just below Finland uh, okay. by the Black Sea. It used to be a part of Russia. Yeah. If that helps your. They become part of Russia again. <laughs> yeah. It probably, I was going to say, it's where one of the places Russia is going to go to after Ukraine, uh, depending on what's going on in the world when this podcast is put out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But this interview is about you. Yes. <laughs> Specific student successes, help, or self-defense? Um, I've had a lot of different students that have said uh, certain things or injuries have hurt them for a number of years and just getting them to soften it, uh, whether it be just by using their mind and their team to soften that area or just hanging from a string. Um, you know, like one student had a lot lack of movement in their shoulder uh, a frozen shoulder, which I kind of felt was more located in their shoulder blade. And when I'd feel it, I'd feel you'd like, hey, you feel this little knot? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, hang from a string. Oh, look, you see how it reduced in size? That's why I keep telling you to hang from a string. <laughs> um, not a whole lot of specific ones uh, too much, except one of my students was able to also tell his daughter uh, who's having stomach troubles to put her mind into it and to just undo the knot that she feels in her stomach. Which I was like, hey, that's a generational thing. That makes me feel good. Uh, <laughs> very good. Cool. Yeah. So um, you kind of relate some of this already, but if there's any parts that you want to add or get into a little more specific in details, it's what caused you to start studying from C. Young Richard Clear. And I've got here that you originally found me through Uncle Bill and seeing some of Uncle Bill's other senior students and, and then either seeing me referenced in there or mentioned in there or actually sometimes on somebody else's video, whether I gave permission for that or not. <laughs> the one that I, the one that um, I was going on the most, I had, the guy's got no permission to do that, never had any, but that wasn't going to stop him. And, you know. And if he had a whole video of me that that he could actually sell, he would illegally sell that just as quickly. Anyways, enough of that. The uh, but how did you end up coming to it? I guess is the question. Um, at the time, I was doing a lot of different types of iron body training as well. When I'd found your stuff, and I was like, okay, I want to try his internal iron body and his Kuntao iron body. I want to see what these are all about. Yeah. Um, internal iron palm. I put off buying the DVDs for a while, and then I ended up buying them at the same time I did your a trial for your online Tai Chi program and Salat stuff. And I went through all of your phase one Salat material, and I was like, hey, this is 
you know, compared to a lot of other teachers, this is the real self-defense stuff and concepts that actually work where most schools and DVDs you buy, it's just, hey, someone's gonna throw a random punch, leave it out there, and you have 20 seconds to do whatever elaborate uh. technique you want. <laughs> and I was like, hey, this is the real stuff. And at the time, just because it was available, I thought, I'll look at his Tai Chi stuff and your Nagong uh, part in the Qigong program was the best I'd ever found for feeling the energy beyond just like your fingertips and hands, getting a whole body feeling, doing a whole body breathing with it and getting your mind to expand the energy. And so I did your uh, iron palm training, which was awesome. And then I didn't do as much of the Puntao Salat iron body because I was not sleeping well at that time. And you said, don't do this if you're not sleeping. Yeah, no. And I was like, okay, well, I won't do it so much then. Um, and when I'd signed up for all this stuff, but that that other one, it's it's not that it's not internal, but it's different. And yeah, it'll yeah, I, I've been doing it more recently. I love it. <laughs> um, but uh, at that point, I was signed up on your email list, and I saw this was 2016. I saw your advertising for the. Uh, 2016 push hands workshop, which I was not able to attend, but I thought to myself, this is one that I really want to try to go to in the future. And a few months after that, I moved to China. And when I got an email saying, Hey, in a few months, we're going to have our push hands workshop again. I was like, okay, well, I have to leave the country anyway for visa purposes. So I'm going to go to Tennessee this time. Um, whereas before every time I had to leave China, I'd just go visit another country and go on a little mini vacation. But I was like, okay, this time, Tennessee. Um, so that got me, after that workshop, I was a lot more open to the things you would teach and a lot more trusting of buying your material and feeling like I'm actually going to get something out of it because I've bought a lot of uh, DVD programs and traveled to meet a lot of other instructors. Um, you know, from, for example, uh, from Arthur Sykes lineage and so on for the Kuntao that I was like, well, maybe the art's really great, but the teachers aren't, aren't giving me what they're supposed to, what I feel they're supposed to. So that's what got me started to train with you as well as getting me to be committed to the things that you teach as well. What did you find once you got live and you saw and the hands-on and actually got to feel stuff and all of that compared to what you'd seen on video? How did it, um, did it just, was it the same as what you were getting on the video? Was it not quite as good? You know, a lot of times it's easy on a video to do your absolute mm -hmm. best. And then when people come live, it's not your absolute best. It's as close to that as you can get if you're, you know, being honest and have integrity and stuff, but mm -hmm. it's a little bit less. And then sometimes um, it's that they'll see it on video and it's like, eh, whatever. And then they feel it live and it's like, oh, wow, that's a lot more different or more than I thought it was from what I got on the video. Anyways, what was your experience of video to live? Well, that goes, uh, I wanted to touch on that anyway. Um, so another program that I bought just before I went to China from you was the Fagong uh, DVD set as well, which again, the Qigong in there and actually being able to feel everything was awesome. But again, I was mostly doing it by myself. I didn't have any live instruction. 
So attending the uh, Push Hands workshop in which my partner during that workshop was Mr. Ty Talbert the whole time. Uh, that was fun. Uh, being able to feel someone else's root going down and knowing that my roots dropping and it's not just in my head, which was a big part of what I was wondering. I'm like, am I really doing this right? I don't know if I'm doing this right from your, uh, from your internal power, uh, your introductory internal power training, which has that, you know, constant bear, getting heavy, dropping the root. Uh, down a certain number of body lengths and I wasn't sure if I was doing it right or if it was all in my head and being able to feel it with different people um, and get thrown you know far by Harry and other people at the workshop it's like hey this stuff seems uh really really cool and it seems legit um being able to sense other people uh like with the drill where you're facing a wall and you have to feel whether someone's intent is on you or if it's on the wall beside you. A lot of those drills were, uh, it added such a new dimension to the training. It's like, wow, this is, you feel it with other people. It's not just, you feel it in yourself. Um, and you can pinpoint it and direct it. It's not like, uh, kind of like Jim's story before or what uh, Matt had said. Some people want their energy everywhere, all over the place and crazy. It's like, well, no, this is really directed and it, you're putting an intent and a purpose into it. And you choose what that is. And that helps you to grow in a myriad of different ways. Cool. All right. Next question. Uh, <laughs> what is your favorite thing to study, learn, and why? Oh, that's hard to pick. I know I, uh, I gave you an answer before, although I think it's changed since the time I typed that. <laughs> talk about that one and then talk about what, it, what, you, what it's kind of changed to. It, it's changed uh, a lot more into uh, the shin training and doing the, I've gotten into the house meditation again, which I'd put off for a while because I was stuck at a spot for a good amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, uh, I like playing with the Yi and Ting skills, especially the Ting, because the further you learn into it, the more there's so much more depth. And even if you think you have a certain number of depth and there's not much more you can feel, there's so many layers and layers beyond that, that uh, working with Ting is like the most astounding, yet also the most humbling of all the concepts I've seen so far. Tell me why I'm no no into it. Huh? Why humbling because because uh I, uh the more you can feel, the more that you know you can feel even deeper and deeper and deeper. Um whether it be physically or energetically, you know, are you actually looking into just the person's energy? Are you looking into their skeletal system, their muscles and tendons? Are you going deeper into the organs? Are you going deeper into the cells? Are you going deeper into the energy of each cell? Are you going into uh, the connection between one cell and another or the connection between one energy system and another, one uh, meridian and another? It's not just the meridian that you're feeling into, it's the way it connects to everything else. Can you feel all of that at the same time? How quickly can you feel it? How deep can you feel it? Um, and even if you think you have all that, I'm sure there's levels beyond what I've said. Uh, some that I can only think of in my imagination. 
Um, I'm hearing you say that you, you find it humbling because the amount, the volume of information that really is there to be studied, is that mm -hmm. part of it or is it something a little different than that? It's humbling because uh, it's a road that I don't see there being an end to. So I feel like uh, it's almost impossible to reach that end. I'm just going to keep walking, uh, walking while I can only see about one or two feet in front of me, like walking in the dark with a flashlight. I'm not exactly sure where the road leads, but I'm just going to keep walking it anyway. Yeah. Cool. Um, yep. And you said that what you found more recently that's kind of got your attention even a little more than that is what again? Uh, the shin training. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, it's just a further with the ting and the and the, that with the shin, it's same thing, deeper more. Yep. 